Welcome back to season three of Black Woman Voices. Y'all, we are in season three. 2021, y'all. Listen. Not only is it season three, but it's a whole new year. New mm -hmm. year, 2020. We ain't gonna talk about 2020 because we in 2020. The dumpster fire. 2020, let's throw it in the trash. And the first five days of 2021 ain't trying to, they trying to come. Listen, but you know what? That's not my fight. That trial that we had, that seven day trial of 2021, and yeah, it ain't it. <laughs> but here we are. Memes. We like those memes like, what? <laughs> but guess what? We got a new president. We do. New VP. This is amazing. This is not just history, history, her story. It's just to be able to see this in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Two things. I mean, to witness, and at least in our lifetime, our first Black president. Yep. And mm -hmm. our first Black VP. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the different appointments that are happening, of course, I mean, we all work in education, so the Secretary of Education post is probably important, but a lot of these posts are important because yeah. mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to a rollback, a scroll back, mm -hmm. some of this, these, these policies and all of some of this foolishness, you know, so, Ooh, yeah. I, I will say I'm excited, though, too, in that just looking at, you know, our VP and the fact that I don't see her as somebody who had to dim her light for anybody, Mm -hmm. Like even looking, like looking at her story, listening to the stuff that she said and kind of like how she's, you know, kind of had to journey through that and found a partner that didn't need for her to water down kind of like who she is, is exciting. And I'm also excited for little girls to see that, mm -hmm. to see that you don't have to be less than to be in these positions. Like you don't have to do that. So I'm excited on right. a variety of fronts. And let's talk about... Georgia. And Listen. You know what? You you know what it is? When you Georgia do that hail, you do that Hail Mary if you win the football, if you do that Hail Mary in the fourth quarter. Georgia. And it's like it works. Yes. And you it's like you know wow. and, and and I think the the reason why it, to me it was so important is that what we see now is mm -hmm. a rationale. All this time we've been talking about why voting is important. And then we see people, you know, angry, storming the Capitol, doing all of this stuff. And you know what we're doing? We out here voting and making sure our voices are heard. Yeah. And to me, it's like, that's why we had our Fannie Lou Hamer. That's yes. why Shirley Chisholm. That's why people died in the civil rights movement. Right, because voting is so Georgia did what they needed to do, and they said what they said, and before they take it back, they're gonna add to it. Go ahead. So Mary had a little lamb. You hear me? Listen, you know what? If that ain't a testimony, because she, you know, that's Stacey Abrams. Yeah, she kudos. did not yes. look at that as a setback, but a setup. Mm, come on now. <laughs> And say, you know what? This is not just for me. These are for people who are going to come after me. Absolutely. Allow this situation to stop me because she right. saw that there was something greater. She mm -hmm. had a call to do. She had a vision. Yeah. yeah. And what I found interesting, you saw the meme. I saw this one meme that, that said the very definition of I bet. And it had a picture yeah. of Stacey Abrams and I. <laughs> That's exactly right because, and you know, her and and and, and Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, who are like, yeah. no, we don't need to take a cabinet position because it's enough work out here for everybody across these yeah, states. And I on. thought that that was just so flipping. That was phenomenal because it's true. We need people in every state to be able to mobilize, yes. use that strategy because that. It was golden. It was Everything. like, I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm not going to stoop to your level. But did y'all hear about the football coach at yep. the University ah. of Tennessee, Chattanooga, who yes. called her Fat Albert? And the now you unemployed. What is wrong with people? You think you can say what you want to say in this day and age and still be employed? What is it the definition of? Insanity. Also, <laughs> white privilege. White privilege. Yeah. That's, <laughs> man, it, it's been some some good moments despite what we've gone through in the last year right right 
And then, you know, being in 2021, you know, the voting has just been phenomenal across the board. The racial injustice that to some people may seem recent, but have been happening for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yes. And what happened at the Capitol? Oh, gosh. Yes. Now, y'all know. Come on now. If we all would have went, none of that would have happened. I've been to the Capitol. I couldn't even get in the door without them checking my ID and me going through a metal detector. So you help me to understand how people can scale a wall. Right. Yeah. Like, I was looking at the video of it, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, was this like their first time on the job? Like, it just didn't seem, (laughs) seriously, compared to the other videos that I've seen of, with, yeah. with us black folks protesting and then seeing this i'm like it's it's a vast difference mm-hmm. and you cannot ignore the difference but here we are did you see them chasing the i, I don't know if he was like a cap a black guy who was a security guard up the stairs i was like yes. oh my gosh i definitely like, saw that video and, and it was like block it, and they kept coming for him i was like yes okay but you know what? In my in my heart, I was like, listen, I did not send for you. I got this here baton in my hand. Come on! To whack one knee. Now, I ain't trying to kill you, but I need to get that knee action on so that right. you understand that this is not a game. Right. You come at me, and each one of y'all who coming, y'all better come strong, because I'm pulling out. Did he had a, a gun or something on his side. Like, at yeah. the end of the day, when we talk about you know what this man is running upstairs and it's a group of white men and a photographer taking pictures of it right Mm -hmm. that part that part yeah we couldn't even get past barricades and and a full national guard first of all where are we parking at it mm. we will still be looking for a parking spot so so, (laughs) the parking is not great anyway like i'm just trying to figure out but y'all, that was a mess is, is what it was. We in season three. That's true. I will say before we move on, I appreciate that CNN and M- 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 listen, Joy Reid is the GOAT. Like I watched her go in and basically break down what we saw and connecting that to a systems level and saying for all of the folks who were shocked by this, no, this is what we've been saying for the past couple of years. And so I appreciated that. And I appreciated the CNN and all of them started to name it. They are protesters. They are rioters. And right. naming it exactly for what it is. Calling a space Yep. I appreciated that. Yeah, most definitely. <clears throat> but yes, we are in season three. <laughs> three. That's like a lot of episodes. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Okay, I'm sorry. Y'all didn't watch that. That is, yes, I do. Yes, I, I do. Three, four, five. Okay, it doesn't matter what it is. Yes, we're in season three. We're in season three. So for those who are just tuning in for the very first time, I don't know where you been, uh, <laughs> what rock you been in, or but, under, uh, but we're glad that you're here. So yes. let's introduce ourselves for those that may be new and reintroduce ourselves to those that are continue to support us. I am Dr. Kelly Dixon, also known as Dr. K. Signing in from North Kakalaki, North Carolina. And I am Anne, and I, Anne Edwards, I gotta start using my whole name sometimes, and I am checking in from the great state of Illinois. Yay! I am, (laughs) I am Dr. V, from Wichita, Kansas. Come Excited on. to be here. Yes, yes. And we have another co-host. She's here coming. And we'll have her introduce herself when she comes on. Yes, we see her. We can't. So let's, season two. You know, we got to do a little recap, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Season two was an interesting season and I, for myself because, you know, COVID came in the midst and, you know, a lot of things happened. But what I loved about season two was just the vulnerability um, of the conversations and the responses of questions that we asked our guests. And we had a lot of different types of guests. And I know in our 
season two recap, <clears throat> I stated that my favorite episode that season was the one that Anne led around the Black cultural centers and Black women leading them. And that was a phenomenal one. Like that really opened my eyes to the work that we do as Black women and what we can do when we come together. It was very, very good, very emotional. But season two was a good one. It was a good one. Yes, I agree. I kind of felt like every season, I feel like we go deeper and deeper into different directions. I think that that's the beauty of of our podcast is that we have so many different directions that we have gone. I mean, last semester, I think one of my favorite episodes was the, the one about entrepreneurship. And I can't think of the guest, but I mean, not entrepreneur. Yeah, she was an entrepreneur, but she was like, hustling she was side hustles yeah yeah, the side hustle she was doing uber or lyft i want to say and she dr sunshine yes (laughs) she had books i mean like you know it just speaks to the creativity and ingenuity of and now all this was we was talking about this during the pandemic i just want to point that out and i felt like that it it was just an amazing that was one of my favorite episodes for real for real so did you pick up some side hustles after all? I can't side hustle until after, like, I'm not like Sunshine. Like, Dr. <laughs> Sunshine was amazing. I believe she was finishing her doctoral degree. Mm-hmm. At the same yeah. time, that's not my testimony. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. once it's over, I have all kinds of ideas for things to do. Yeah. But right now, that's but, for me and my house. <laughs> that's for me and my household. <laughs> Every day. I love the side hustle when I was going to say that one too, but I still say, I feel like I'm always saying this, but the self-care one is still one of my favorite ones because I feel like we never, interestingly with the pandemic, I feel like there's more time, but also not, but the ability to just stand still and to just really check in with ourselves because we do so much checking in with everybody else and how's everyone else doing but the the but the value of checking in with ourselves and making sure that we are okay and putting on our mask before we go and do that with someone else. I appreciated that. Of course, I like Dr. Ray. I think she's like the bomb. Yes. I follow her on all of all of the socials. I'm like, yes, speak to me. Be my yes. therapist. You know, but it's really kind of like the bomb. That's like one of my favorite ones. Side hustle ones too, but I haven't figured out how to side hustle I feel like I just added some stuff doing some things for the church I'm like that's not hustling I'm just adding to my plate that's it (laughs) but I do think that the way that it becomes a side hustle and I think that that's what she was very intentional is that you get paid for it right like what are those things that you can do that are in alignment I will say we had a fun goal setting session at the end of the year I had fun Oh yeah, I think that was a, a, a real and not a goal. I would say vision casting because yeah. Dr. K broke down what the goal. Give it, give it to the people, Dr. K, because <laughs> that was a nugget. That was a whole gym. Oh, yeah. preaching. Now gonna put me on the spot. <laughs> you know, you you know how. It, okay, so let me just for those who have not listened before, how we work around these parts is that you know we'll be talking and then Dr. K will come through with like a gem and then she'll be like, "Oh, did I say that?" And we're like, "Yes." And yeah. in our minds, we're all thinking, and we're gonna get you to say it again <laughs> when you least expect it. I see, you know, but you know, uh, I believe season three ain't no different. <laughs> as long as you just stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Hey, y'all talk about goals in regards to most of, you know, as people know, I'm a life coach. And sometimes when we look at goals, we look at them as more situational goals rather than our purpose goals, you know? And then in addition to that, so when I say situational goals, <clears throat> I say, People are creating goals because of the situation they're in right now. They're not creating goals for the situation they want to be in. And that's the problem. And that's where you can achieve your situation goal where you are right now. And then looking at Jane and Joe and wondering why they all the way up yonder and why you ain't there yet. Because Jane and Joe was focused on the situation that was beyond them that they wanted to get to rather than just the situation that they're around. And so... I believe when I work with people about setting goals is that those situational goals, we turn those into tasks. 
those are action items you can complete, but our big focus is on those goals that are beyond you, right? Those goals that really add to the purpose of your life. And there are not a lot of them. There's probably two or three of those bigger goals, right? And then just that, just the point of when you're thinking about goal setting, it shouldn't be tasking. I've seen people just sit there and like, I don't know what my goal should be. Maybe I should lose weight. Maybe I should, like, it shouldn't be that tasking. And should, according to the fact that this is your life, what is it that you want? You got to claim what it is that you want and go after it. And in doing that, you got to be intentional about who you are, what you have, what you don't have, who you need and who you don't need. That's where the thinking needs to come for you to get those goals written out because you got to make the vision and write a plan, right? So that's kind of what I talked about was just, you know, looking at goals from a different perspective, different than what we're used to. Because when you think about it, who, who created this whole idea of goals to have goals? <laughs> you know, I think about stuff like that. That's a good question. I never think about who, who you know, who, who would think of this idea. I, and I like the idea of having vision mm-hmm. because I think vision gives room for revision. Uh, yeah. mm. you see what I'm saying like I think when yeah. we set goals it's like this is what we want to do and then if we don't meet those goals like we say we make new year's resolutions which I've long never not done or I've long not done I think we if we don't make them then we feel guilty because we don't and, and I think vision you know I had a vision I was going to get like my in my mind I was going to get my doctorate in another field of study but had I had my mind so fixated on that, then I wouldn't have been able to pivot and find something that I have been finding pure enjoyment in. And so I think vision casting is a better, if not psychologically, but just the true purpose of it is to have vision, but also leave room for change. Right. There's something else that I hear when that is also intention though, and making sure that the goal that you're setting for yourself is not about what someone else thinks that you should do, but really building, you know, writing the vision and making it plain for the, you know, a lack of a better kind of analogy. Cause I, I know I, our church is in the middle of consecration, like a lot of other churches around the nation. And on Monday, I was like, you know, I have all these things that I want, but I felt like called to sit down, write my vision make it plain. Cause I say all these things that I want, but nowhere is it in front of me. And I appreciated the vision casting session that, that we did, you know, because it made me start to think, but in this consecration that I was like, Oh, so I'm going to put these. So it's not only what I want to do, I'm going to lay these goals out, you know, towards God to say, okay, this is what I want to do, but I also want to make sure that it's in alignment with the calling that's also on my life as well, because I want to, make sure that it's all kind of locking in in a way. So I'm not just doing things. Okay, I could do it. I could do a lot of things, but is is it in alignment with the vision, the ultimate vision and the purpose over my life? That's also how I'm learning to say yes to things and no to some things. Mm -hmm. And that was some of the, a lot of the conversations that we were having last, you know, these past couple of, you know, months about what are you saying yes to and what are you saying no to? And are these things in alignment with your ultimate purpose over your life? Yeah. Cause I mean, like you said, Dr. V, you know, vision is tied to purpose in my opinion. And too many times, and and just in sitting here listening, it's like we're creating goals for a vision that we haven't even put out Mm. rather than defining what that vision is. And then from there, what is in alignment in terms of what goals are in alignment for me to achieve this vision. Because mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, you ask someone, what are your goals? They give you about 10 goals. Then you say, what's your vision? They're probably going to stumble. And it's probably not going to make sense. And it's like, well, why are these your goals if that's your vision? Like, so it, it's, it's a work. It's always going to be a work in progress, regardless of how you look at it. And I think a lot of it has to do with the company we keep. So you know, the vision casting that we did, we had a nice group of people that were positive. We were pouring into each other. Not everybody gets that when they're talking about goals and a vision. So that's the other pieces, you know, who's pouring into your goals and vision. 
And you know what? We I probably we probably can find a way to make that resource available to people. I don't know if we can put it in the show notes or maybe some other way, but that's something that I think can really be helpful for, for those who need some kind of guidance on how how to you know develop whatever their business. But I, I also take time to think like what do we want to do? What do I want to do? Do I want to be intentional about my time and my talent and my treasure, you know, going forward? Because it's so easy to just spread and give yourself all around in things and then be like, oh, that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. (laughs) And it just takes time away from that, which you are really supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And thinking about who's what's feeding you. Mm-hmm. Is it feeding you or is it depleting you? We have all kind of sayings that our t-shirts don't steal our stuff. And, <laughs> and that's on Mary Had a Little Lamb. Okay? And that's on Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> I'm going to keep throwing that okay, in. I hope he's getting paid for all of this because people right. are quoting sharing him. I hope he's getting some kind of something. Right. I think that was, where the money was at? That, you, you about to lose your job. Somebody need to help her too. Listen. Yeah, that was I, so okay y'all been on if you've been on the the interwebs there was a um post floating that was like if you could create your own hbcu what classes would you teach oh boy. y'all want to know what my class was Ooh, my no class boy. was oh, big mama's bosom what a critical di- discourse on where the money actually resides yes Sweaty bills. <laughs> Listen, you know. that's how you got that bread, that sugar. That's all I'm saying. It don't matter. Oh, that was good. That was good. Season three, where we headed? What's going on? I think that people are going to like season three. Like, yeah. I'm excited for the conversations that we're going to have, the topics that we're going to cover. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for the different directions that we're going to go, there's going to be some things in this season that you don't want to miss. Right. Yeah. You don't want to miss it. And if if you're trying to be a guest on the show, you know, email us, B-L-K-W-O-M-Y-N voices at gmail.com. We can see what we can do. You know, we have that authority, but you definitely don't want to miss it. (laughs) You know, we can make some things happen. That's the thing. And if you've already emailed us before, feel free to do it. Do another one. You know, give us, you know, give some grace. It's a lot's been happening in the world. Shoot us another email. Yeah. Let us know. And even if what you initially told us you wanted to do has changed, that's also helpful. Yeah. Now, Dr. V, you mentioned something about a couple of minutes ago and you used the term masking or unmasking. And that's dope because... We are in a season, especially as Black women, where we have to recognize, one, that we are wearing a mask. And I'm not talking about this, the mask that you're wearing because of COVID. I'm talking about this life that mask. people should wear. Right. <laughs> I recognize that you are wearing one. And what does that mean for you to wear one, right? And how wearing that mask has limited you or neglected you meaning your self-care right and to kind of frame that a little better for people to understand when I think about me who I am personally and how that shows up in a professional space and a lot of times you know I hear people say you got to separate the personal from the professional and I hear that and I get it but that's exhausting that's a lot of mask right so at what point do we as black women get to show up as our authentic self but have the ability to recognize when we are wearing a mask. And then there's sometimes where we probably need to wear a mask depending on who we are around. Cause you just, you just don't know, right? But I wanna have that little conversation just amongst us and how that pours into season three. Because if these black women leaders across the world haven't taught us anything that it is our time and in order for us to step up, we got to call a thing a thing. And that thing is us. Recognize what we need to work on. Recognize how we're showing up in spaces. And then as Black women, we have to be okay with telling another woman that she has a mask on that is not worthy of her. Mm. 
Oh, you said a lot. You said a lot for real. I think that masking or wearing a mask, and I just want to put out there, we're not talking about the mask that you need to wear because COVID is real, wear your mask. But we're talking about, I would say like the proverbial mask where we are walking into rooms and spaces and sometimes, oftentimes, not showing up as our full selves for uh, fear or, you know, whatever the case. You know, we don't want to be ostracized. We don't want to not get promoted. We don't want people to look at. But the reality is, is that mask wearing is and has been ingrained in, in, in Black people and especially in Black women. Like, you know, how do you work in the big house without showing your emotion mm. you're taking care of other people's children and cooking other people's food and washing other people's clothes and you can't do the same for your own family Ooh. sometimes because they sold them in your face right and so mask wearing has always been a means of protection for us you know as black women but i will say that we are in a time where we are recognizing that there's no need to wear a mask because at the end of the day, you know, if we haven't learned from the fearless black women before us, that mask wearing has not served us. It served us for that purpose in that time. I would never disrespect the sacrifice of, of our ancestors, our elders who came before us. Right. We don't have to wear the mask quite in that same way. Right. Yeah, I mean, what honestly speak, you literally just highlighted the historical significance of needing. And because the question would always be who told us that who we are was not good enough that we had to put on mm. a mask in order, in order to cover up, in order to conceal, in order to hide, in order to not show ourselves? Who told right. us that our authentic selves? could not be shown, whether that was in the workplace, whether that was in homes, who did that? Yeah. And how are we reinforcing that? You know what, though? I, I think, honestly, the mask was never for us. The mask was for them, whoever mm. the them may be. Right. Not, not necessarily race-wise, not necessarily gender-wise, but whomever the them may be. It wasn't for us. We mm -hmm. put it on for them. And so ah. now I think that we're coming into a sense or coming into a time where, you know, we've talked a lot about self-care and self-awareness and stepping into our own. And I think that now that we're doing a lot more of that, those masks are slowly but surely coming off. They're falling off. They're shedding or they're being transformed into our new mask. You know, not the ones that we wore for them, but maybe... Right. It might be another mask, a new and improved mask for us. Yeah. But I feel like there's still a generation that says that that's what we need to be doing, right? So I think in these, in these newer generations, we can say, no, we don't need to be doing that. We should be able to be ourselves. We need to be able to wear our hair. If it is that, whatever that is, we should be able to show up whole, right? And not have to do any of that. But I think there's this conversation of respectability politics that's going to always push against well, this is what we, this is what, you know, this is what you have to do to make it. This is who you have to be. This is who you have to show. And I think it's this constant pushing against this old guard. Right. So I, I, I hear, you know, what you're saying, Jasmine, but I also feel like there's folks, even within our own community that kind of push against this idea. Well, no, you can't be that. You, you have to still put this facade on. You still have to be this certain way in order to get ahead, in order to would do whatever. So I, like this, this push and pull, even within our own. Yeah. So I think with that and not to, you know, point fingers or, or place anybody in a, in a certain, I don't know what I'm trying to, or describe them a certain type of way. But I think that for those who are stepping into their, that new thinking, I, I just think that they just might be a little bit more liberated then. So like I said, you know, if we've been wearing the mask for them for so long. Sometimes when you do something for so long for somebody else, you tend to think that you're doing it for you or Ooh. you tend to think you're doing it for, you know, for the betterment of the people around you. Gosh. When really, if you still go back to that brooded, you know, that underlying thing is it was never for you. So right. those people who, 
you know, or I guess going against the grain, quote unquote, of, you know, not doing that anymore. They're just a little bit more liberated. Yeah. They're a little bit more self-aware. Not to say those other people are not, (laughs) you know, but it it all looks different for different people. Yeah, I agree. And I think all of that comes back to um, this whole thought process, this whole thought concept of you got to know your own truth. And you have to know your own truth in a way that you don't feel guilty for it, regardless of anybody's perception of who you are. When, when I think of that concept, I think of just what Jasmine has been saying, you know, for so long, that mask has been to protect other people, right? Against who we truly are, what we can give to the point where we began to believe that, that it was for us, that we're supposed to be masked up, you know, so to speak. But we, keep, we, can't, we can't do that anymore. We, we have to recognize what this mask wearing has done for us as Black women. And we have to be, I'm not going to say we have to be, because not, everybody, not every Black woman is going to agree with us, right? Not every Black woman is going to be on board with us. And, that's, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And I'm going to tell you why I'm okay with that. Because I just read, I was just reading Jonah in the Bible. <clears throat> and what came from that was the question of, are you okay with God loving your enemies? Ooh. So that's why I'm okay if people don't agree, <laughs> especially people who look like me, with what we're saying in terms of um, this mask wearing. But I do have a good question that I want all of us to kind of answer, ponder on or answer. And that is, how did, how did you know that you were wearing a mask? At what point did you realize you were wearing a mask? Oh my goodness. So this is, this is, this is a great question, but I will say that I realized I was wearing a mask when it began to suffocate me. Woo. So when I say that, I mean suffocate me in a sense of me feeling feeling like self or feeling free or there was there was at one point in time where I always felt that any before I made any move, I had to think about what this person would think, what that person would think, what my job would think, what that, you know, and so it was never at that point, nothing, no decision that I made was made without me considering but then that was tearing that began to suffocate me because then I I could no longer it felt like I couldn't think for myself I couldn't breathe for myself and not just for myself but for my I guess you could say my happiness or my my peace and so it began to drive me crazy you know for me you know what's interesting I would say that I honestly stopped masking I'll say or as much as I have when I experienced loss, I think I lost, I've lost both of my parents, you know, before the age of 30 or right around there. And I think a lot of my masking was in this realm of achievement and being a a black woman that achieves being smart, you know, but not really addressing emotional things, emotional issues, things like that. And I think that, you know, that until I've always long heard that my mom would say stuff like and it's gonna be all right like you know I don't really have to worry about her she's gonna be all right and I think it was because I was viewed as intelligent but the emotional the feeling piece there was never a check-in about that so I think once I felt like I didn't have to wear a mask for somebody else I stopped and the two most important people, at least for me in my life, that I was wearing a mask for are, were my parents. And I think, you know, once, you know, once both of them passed, I think that I started to, it was like, I got this revelation, like, hmm, I have nobody else to have to impress. So for me, it was tied to very, very deep personal loss. Right. And then I was able to kind of move forward and... You know, my mouth has gotten a lot slicker. Talk about it. My faith has gotten a ton deeper, right? Mm-hmm. So my faith has, has grown in leaps and bounds. And I'm not, I feel like I, I, I am in a space where I can encourage others to take their mask off 
mm-hmm. as they are ready a lot sooner than I did. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's, I feel like it was a continuous, a, a, a continual process, right? Because I feel like it's not a one and done thing. Right. I feel like something like, you know, if, if you all know the, those examples of those Russian dolls, it's like a doll on top of, in the inside of a doll, inside of a doll. I feel like there's these layers to it, right? And I feel like the most recent unmasking kind of happened two years ago, I think for me, almost two years ago. And I think it got to the point to where it was breaking me down emotionally. It was breaking me down mentally. I was crying all the time. And it was just, I remember it felt like something inside was breaking. It was like, okay, so I've had enough now. Right. And I think with a lot of things, it's when we have enough that we also, that we often kind of move and go into another direction. Right. But I think it was the moment it was, it was kind of like, you can no longer do this and be okay. This is breaking you. It was, you know, this masking and and having to be this person all the time and be happy, even though, you know, the situation was killing me and everyone else knew that it was, that it finally was the situation to where I was like, I have to make the decision for myself and I have to step out. And if it's a consequence in this unmasking and this stepping out on faith, I'm willing to do that because I'm stepping out on faith. Right. And I appreciated that, but it's also made me fiercely protective of the folks who I'm now mentoring because I don't ever want them to have that type of experience. Although I can feel that, and I know that I've learned a lot from that, from this kind of piece, mm-hmm. but for me, it, it costs me so much. And I don't want that to be something that can scar others that did scar others. Cause it definitely scarred me. So I think for me, that unmasking happened transparently within the dissertation process. <laughs> and listen, tell the truth, shame the devil. And it was about two years ago that that it happened, that, you know, I had enough. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing. And I think you had said something, too, that kind of made me these conversations of these unmaskings and, and the fact that whether that's a different generation and arguing to say, hey, listen, this is not who we have to be. I don't have to do this thing. And we don't often talk about the, the pain that that kind of interaction between those folks, right. what that produces. Yep. Because I'm looking at the person knowing that I never want to be them. Mm-hmm. Yet and still there were people in their community that saw them you know, being a certain way, wearing a mask, treating folks in a certain way that never called them out on that. So I think when we're thinking about these masks, it's also important to have people in our community who can call that out Come on. in you Come on. and who can say, hey, listen, you're not being, you're not only are you not, you, like, you're not being 110, you, you're not, like, you are being the oppressor in your actions. Mm-hmm. So that's also important too. I I knew I was wearing a mask when I was young. When I say young, I mean uh, grade school age. I knew at a young age that, you know, I grew up in the church and I knew that God, because of my grandmother, God had called me to be different. And when you're young and someone tells you that and you're like, ah, I'm going to do everything but that because I need to fit in with the people, right? And so that was me. And I found, found, I remember just sitting here thinking, I found myself locking myself in my room many of times and just crying because of the burden of the world. And I didn't know what I was supposed to do. What was my role? If I'm supposed to be different, um, what am I supposed to do to help these folks? And I never, at least in that young mind, got a clear answer. And that's when I started wearing this mask of, I'm gonna talk about the goodness of God, but I'm not gonna necessarily live it because the people around me may look at me different, may judge me, may say, oh, you're good at two shoes, all of that, you know, all of that stuff. That was my first Jonah experience. I can now call it that, right? And as I, you know, got older and got more into uh, my own relationship with God, more of a spiritual relationship rather than what, you know, most people call religious. 
and I'm still wearing the mask, right? And I, I'm full of emotions. You have to be real close to me to know how full of emotions I am and how interesting it is that I've masked it so well, or at least I thought so well, up until 2020, where it was being called out on it. That's how my mask got ripped off. I was called out on it. And when you're called out on a thing that God has already ordained on you, you, you can't you can't knock it, right? You can't go against it. And so in 2020 is when the mask and Valerie, you said, you know, kind of one over top of the other is kind of how I felt. Cause as soon as one mask came off, another one popped up <laughs> and it was like, I'm still taking mask off. What have I been doing to myself for so long? How have I allowed myself to think these things for so long, thinking that I'm impressing people? And those same people that I'm out here trying to impress are the same people that just want to see me for who I am. Wow. It has blown my mind this whole time. And so moving forward, and I think about when, when I work with students, even when I work with professional staff and they come in, they say, this is who I am. And I'm like, you be that person. And don't you feel guilty for it? Because I know what it's like to enclose my own self. So when Jasmine says suffocate, I was suffocating myself and I knew it and I continued to do it until someone was willing to call me out on it and say, you got a mask on, you need to take it off. And I don't think I ever breathed more, more lightly, more, whoo, it feels good. It's amazing. And, and y'all can attest that Two, three years ago, I wouldn't have a vulnerable conversation like this. <laughs> At all. And we still working, y'all, to get a hug. But don't worry. <laughs> one day, one day we going to get a hug, y'all. Uh, COVID allowed her not to hug us. <laughs> but that's fine. We're going to get her. <laughs> this is time, but you're, you're right. You're right, sis. I will say you're absolutely correct. Like, the, the level of vulnerability has grown in leaps and bounds, mm -hmm. for sure. The vulnerability in the conversations that we have around it. I mean, last, I felt like the theme of last season really centered vulnerability right? anyway in, in, in our conversation, but definitely so. Yeah. I feel like we've been just kind of working with one another in a very open and transparent space with this podcast. Mm -hmm. I mean, even today, I still get, you know, people that have listened and said, hey, this is what this episode did for me. And we are healing one another. Yeah. And a lot of that begins when we realize, one, that we are wearing a mask and what we need to do to remove that mask so we can heal other folks. Because I think about the, you know, when you get on a, a flight, they tell you to put your mask on before you put somebody else's. Now I'm going to reverse that and it says, Black women, we need to learn how to take our mask off so others can feel comfortable and ready to take theirs off too. Mm -hmm. So the healing process can begin. So we can walk in our full purpose, who we were destined to be. And that destiny is not for us to be alone. We have to work together and be able to call a thing a thing. And if we can't find a community that we feel that is safe to take our mask off, create one. Right. So that they can't be. Yeah. Because we're creators. We, Black women are such creators. Yeah. Such creators and innovators. I mean, look at this podcast. You're welcome. That's so Mary had a little laugh. Okay. Okay. That's my last one. Um, not because it's ours, but it's dope. Mm -hmm. I found yeah. myself going back, listening to some episodes from uh, season one. And, you know, we, one, have definitely grown and shifted from season one until now just in how we deliver and how open we are in some conversations but just listening to us is man what a time and to think if if I had something like this five to ten years ago right I don't think I would be ready <laughs> so you know it's very purposeful it, it is definitely purposeful and the fact that we are all different dynamically different right? Different personalities. That's what I love the most about it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, I 
see that coming out and what we are thinking. So, so if y'all didn't get it, the the theme of this season is going to be unmasking. If you if you didn't get it, we'll just give it to you for those who didn't know. But I think the way that we present unmasking this season is going to be different, right? Because we are so different and we all are bringing different things to the table. I just, I can't say it more. Like, and for those who have been long listening to us, don't forget to like our podcast, leave a review, give us a five-star review, you know, so that other people can find the podcast and they can benefit from really this professional development, personal development. I see it all happening through our times together. I know it certainly has impacted me in those ways. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Very much so. And when you see our shirts, feel free to buy one and, you know, tell people about, let me tell you what I'm listening to and also how it's feeding me. Cause sometimes when, you know, when we're watching news and all of that, it's just so draining. Right. And this is a space where it, where it's not where you're having to, you know, put out this output, you're getting, you know, kind of blessed and fed into, which I think is also an amazing piece about this podcast. Yeah. I'm excited about season three. I am. Me too. And, and, and not just because three is my favorite number, but uh, <laughs> it is. If, my I can't, if y'all can see me on this podcast, I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> we, I would say 2020 is over. Centennial is over. But that's fine. No, 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 no. Because for real, for real, Centennial is gonna last until it's done. At the end of the right. day, it ain't gonna never be done. Come on, okay. this is gonna be a great season. Uh, I'm excited to continue the work with you all. I'm yeah. so thankful for how God has has just positioned us mm-hmm. and how He has worked on us individually, so that we can come collectively to deliver to minister. Because this is a ministry. So I, I don't believe that you have to be in a church house or pulpit or have the title of a minister to have a ministry. Right? So we are given to the people. And so that's a ministry. As we close out this episode, what's your word? What's your thing for 2021? What's your thing for season three? My word is, and really it's my phrase from 2021 that I actually got from my journal. And it is be bolder. Like, I think 2020 required us to be bold because we had to make bold moves. We had to be quick or whatever, all these different things. But I think in 2021, I'm going to be intentional about being bolder and showing up more boldly. And I think that that goes right into this idea of taking this mask off. Yeah, right. I think mine was my word for today, but also I feel like it's this consistent thing is trust the process. So it's not a word, it's a full phrase, <laughs> trust the process. I think so much of it of, is me trying to swim against the process and trying to, you know, I need to trust the process mm-hmm. and surrender. Yeah. For me, so my thing, I guess, for 2021 and beyond is grace and prosperity. But my biggest phrase and which really taps into season three is I trust myself an affirmation. I trust myself. I'm working on that within myself. And I want to share that with you all, with our guests, with those who listen, that it's okay. And it is rightfully so that you trust yourself in this life. So that's what I'm rocking with as we go into season three. Jasmine, what you rocking with in season three? What's your, what's your... So I'm rocking with, and I don't know, these are two different words, but I guess I could pair them together. But uh, my theme is proactive and presence. Mm. And so I realized that there's so many times that I just have so much to do that I don't do anything. But by <laughs> by actually, you know, working on doing the things that I need to do when I'm thinking about it. I can be proactive and really just being present just because I'm, I'm in a space doesn't mean that I'm present. So that's something that I'm working on for 20 right there. Just because you're in a space does not mean you present. Come on with it. That's good. Yes. I'm excited to be working with y'all as always. Uh, as always. Y'all are dope. I like it. Yeah. And I just want to say, I appreciate you all 
this podcast has come at all kinds of times. I think the beautiful thing about the podcast is you could look at episodes and say, yep, this was happening this time and I was going through this or this helped me in this space. I can, I was looking back at, you know, season two and really season one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, like so many people, if you add up how many people have listened to our podcast, it's at least a thousand, you know, like if you add up the numbers of the views, just in, in SoundCloud of how many views we've gotten, those are and I think about those people and the ability to like pour into their lives and to bless them with the content that we create. Right. What a responsibility, but also really exciting. Yeah. And you know you're doing something when it's just not Black women that's listening to us, right? Well. Uh, you know, and I think that says something too, that, you know, anyone can kind of pick up some some nuggets from what we're saying, even though our catered audience is black women in uh, higher education so we are we're definitely setting some trends and I couldn't be more happy to be doing it with you three young women Uh, so season three be sure you tune in make sure you got your SoundCloud if you ain't got SoundCloud make sure you got Apple Podcasts if you want one of those funky iPhones if you don't have sure you're on Google Podcasts wow (laughs) it's always the people that have Androids that like start the fights you right. know what that you, you know what that is. That's like that little sibling syndrome. <laughs> but we'll leave that right there. <laughs> we'll leave. You wish they had an iPhone. They wish. Tapped in. Uh, we'll be releasing our episodes on every other Friday, just like we've been doing in the past. Make sure you check us out on Facebook as well as Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. Yep. Instagram. The links will be in the show notes. Yes, yes. So that you don't have to like, yeah, everything will be in the show notes. Do we make it easy for y'all? <laughs> Please, yes. Follow right. us. Tell tell a coworker, colleague, friend, tell an enemy. Do oh. like I need you to listen to this episode. Yes, sir. Bless, be like bless your life. Don't yeah. block them. Bless don't, them. <laughs> don't block them. I love it. Well, we thank y'all for listening to us tonight and or today, whenever you listen to this. And we can't wait for you to hear our episodes over the season. Look forward to it.